What's up, y'all? This is Nick Luciano. And this is Blake Moore. And, and welcome, welcome to Tratter Talk. This is a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. We're going to have some awesome guests on the show, share our stories, and cover uplifting topics to encourage y'all to conquer the day. Look out for new episodes every Wednesday on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And don't forget, smile every day and know your worth. Hey, y'all, welcome back to another episode of Trier Talk, a podcast centered around the country lifestyle and how to be a positive influence. This podcast is brought to you by Ariat, innovative and award-winning products for all outdoor and work environments. Today, we got me and Caden uh, hosting the podcast once again. We got Nick and Roy and Bo. They are out of town in PA visiting family for the week. Um, and most of your prayer to thank Nick's not from PA, but he don't live too far from Maryland. So they're all just chilling up there and having a good time. But uh, anyway, me and Caden have a awesome one of our good buddies dylan schneider with us today on the podcast and we're gonna do a little bit of getting to know dylan and kind of just figuring out what he's got going on the next few months so what's, what's up dylan? up, boys how are y'all dude we're killing it right now we're chilling i love it i love time. it thanks for having me on here today guys all right dylan so um kind of just give us a rundown like kind of like where you're from family background and stuff like that yes sir um well i grew up up in the midwest up in indiana I mean, kind of close to you boys, mm-hmm. Illinois, Ohio, Indiana. Um, I love it up there. I'm living in Nashville, Tennessee right now, away from my family. My family still lives up in Terre Haute, Indiana. So whenever I get to go back up there and see them, it's great. But um, I miss them. I got my mom up there, little brother, two little sisters, and uh, everybody's getting ready for summer vacation, which I'm hoping to get up there and hang out with them a little bit over the next couple of months. But things are also looking potentially a little bit busy. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, Indiana grew up, got a little bit of family over in Illinois. And, um, like I said, now I'm down in Nashville, just kind of chasing this songwriting artist thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold up. How do you pronounce the name of the town you're from? Terre Haute. Terre Haute. Terre Haute. Yeah. So I've been calling it Terry Hot. Terry Hot. No, you have not. For real? Yeah. I don't know a lot of people that really ever get it right, to be honest. Um, it doesn't even look like Hope. Terre Hot. Terry Hot. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Um, but yeah, it's Terre Haute. And I feel like I always got to correct everybody. But yeah. It's a cool little town. I mean, not really little town. It's like a medium sized city, I'd say. Probably about 65, 70,000 people. Well, I know at least three people that's going to listen to this is just informed that it's not Terry Hot like I thought forever. <laughs> no, I yeah. mean, I knew it was Terre Haute. <laughs> you what? didn't know nothing. Oh, yeah, I did. You well, knew it was well, Terre Haute. Everybody. Yeah, I did knew. Yeah. Some I'm not far from Some there. people, yeah, yeah, he knows what it is. Yeah, I'm not far you don't from even there. know how to pronounce your own name, let alone pronounce Terre Haute. Well, I'm not far from Terre Haute, so, like, I know what it's called. Yeah, he knows. That's it. mind-blowing. <laughs> I mean, I thought the same thing whenever I was younger. The cool thing about it, I mean, I guess our claim to fame, I'm trying to take that spot someday, but our claim to fame right now, uh, Larry Bird played college basketball up there, Indiana State. I got a bunch of friends that go to college up there right now or everybody's graduating i guess but um yeah larry bird played college basketball there one of the only times i think the only time we've ever been in the national championship runner-up though was uh indiana state versus michigan state when magic johnson was still playing there too so it was larry bird versus two magic studs. johnson two yeah studs. it's wild and they took that like all the way to the nba celtics lakers for ever, ever. yeah crazy 
But yeah, that's a cool little, I guess, fact about it. I went to, uh, I guess I didn't go to school. Um, she went to Terre Haute North. I went to Terre Haute South for high school. But one of my uh, good buddies dated this girl. Her name's Sam Bird, and she is Larry's niece. Hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty. That's well. her, pretty cool. Her dad is Larry's little brother, <coughs> which is wild. But um, yeah, I guess that's just like I said, cool little fact about Terre Haute, hmm. Indiana State. Well, I think like a lot of times, like we talk about a lot on here. Um, a lot of people from the outside world of like what we do, like with social media or music for you, like they assume that we just got like this perfect life figured out. Like we don't deal with like depression or being sad and stuff. Like how does that look like for you being an artist? Cause like being Blake, we both like, we go through it sometimes. No. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, that's a good thing to bring up too, because yeah, it all looks like fun and games like on the surface, I guess. But like when you go a little bit deeper into things, obviously Everyone has their own story. Everybody has their own lives. Um, I mean, just over the past five years, I've been, you know, touring since I was 16. So, like, I basically gave up, like, not to say that, like, I didn't want to do it. I did, you know, I did want to do it. I wanted to chase this dream and everything. But it does suck that I had to sacrifice and give up, you know, a couple of years of high school. And, you know, because I left sophomore year and didn't get experience junior year or senior year or go to college or anything like that. You know, it's not like the typical, I guess, growing up life for yeah. sure. So like touring and like not getting to experience that, you know, it sucks. Looking back, you're like, man, I missed out on probably a lot of cool opportunities. Maybe meeting a lot of cool people, yeah. dating, you know, girls, meeting girls like in college or through high school. Like I'm like, because it is hard like to like, I guess, have real relationships with people the way we live life, at least always being on the road and always on the move. Like you can't really become friends with somebody or become close with somebody as much as you'd want to, because yeah. you don't get that much FaceTime. You know what I mean? I guess if you want to get on the phone and actually FaceTime, yeah, you can talk to people, you know, and build a relationship, but there's nothing like just having one-on-one -on -one time with people or yeah. being in the presence of, you know, of human beings. So like, yeah, that's one thing that I've kind of missed out on a lot as well as, um, just being away from my family, like for the longest time, that's one of the nice things about, I mean, the pandemic, which is weird, you know, I feel like everybody kind of had a hard time with it, obviously, but there was also good things that came out of it for, yeah. for a lot of people, you know, they had time to like reset on like their lives and like rethink things through. And I feel like people really cherished uh, just like that bonding time with, you know, people they actually really love because mm. I know I did through COVID, but being on tour, um, you know, I didn't get to see my family a lot for a few years. So when, when the pandemic rolled around, I kind of just left Nashville, went back home to Indiana for literally like almost a year, probably nine months or so. I had a girlfriend at the time, got to spend a lot of time with my family. And it was like cool because, uh, you know, every all the kids and stuff like didn't have to go to school. Everyone was, you know, just yeah. going to school from home. So like we were with each other all the time and it got me my brothers and sisters and my mom like a lot brought us a lot closer thankfully and like one of the things i love about just my relationship with my brothers and sisters my brother and sisters is that now that they're getting a little bit older they can kind of like relate to me a little bit more because mm -hmm. you know they're 16 or 17 18 and 19 so we all kind of have the same sense of humor we all you know yeah. going through the same stuff and uh it just 
you know, that time back home, nine months or so, like I said, was was really nice for for me and my family. Also, we had some personal stuff go on over the last like two years that I'm really glad I got to be around and help you know everybody out through. Um, Heck yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Like you said, the depression, that type of stuff, like not getting to see people, it all hits hard sometimes for sure. Yeah. Like, but you got to just keep running, I guess. How did you like? Okay, so you say like your um, your siblings are 16, 17, 18 years old. You're twenty three, right? Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. How did you even get like <clears throat> into music versus your other siblings? Like, how how are you out here? It is weird. Around? That's a good question. People always ask me like, do you come from a family of musicians or like, <clears throat> you know, did your mom or dad sing? My grandpa tries to tell people that I get my voice from him, but that's, that's not true at all. <laughs> that's a yeah. typical grandpa thing. I, I mean, at least I've never heard him sing, but yeah, he tries to take all the, He says I get my uh, my looks from him too, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess people can decide that for themselves. But um, no, I, I it, it was weird. Like Growing up, I played sports. Um, did you guys play sports? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah you, what did you say? You played basketball? Football, basketball, football, baseball. Football, basketball, baseball too? Yeah, high school I just played soccer, but in the grade school I played baseball and football. And stuff. I loved baseball, man. I played basketball a little bit. Was never that good. The funny thing is, as soon as I started playing basketball just for fun and not like competitively, I feel like I got better yeah. because the weight was taken off of me. But I always loved baseball too, and that was one of the things I wanted to do growing up was you know try to go to school for baseball, be a pro baseball, go player. to MLB. <laughs> I remember a specific story in sixth grade. Um, in sixth grade, you know, you're young, like you're a little kid. I, I mean, we felt old. I felt like a, like an old man going to middle school and everything like that. But I had a uh, English teacher, and, um, <laughs> what, what were we? She was asking everybody. This was like the first day of school too. She's like asking everybody what we want to be when we grow up, and we got to write it down and then tell the whole class. And uh, it gets to me, and I'm like, I want to be a major league baseball player. She was this old lady. So mean. But this is her first response. This is my first impression of her as well. She goes, I mean, come on. Like, can we pick something a little more realistic here in front of the entire class of, like, what, probably 11, 12-year-olds? And I'm like, what kind of a role model are you or, like, inspiration are you to people if you're just going to bring them down like that? But then then I changed it up. Okay, I said, all right, maybe uh, I like to draw and, and everything like that growing up, too. I was like, and I had just met a tattoo artist down in Florida like two months before on summer break. And I was like, maybe a tattoo artist because I was learning how much these guys get paid, you know, to do that type of art and everything like that. And she goes, there's not really any real money in that. Is there? And I'm like, is anything good enough for you right now? Like, how do yeah, I, how do I make you happy? But, um, yeah, so I, I kept playing baseball probably all the way up until I think my freshman year. And I didn't really like the coach at my high school. And that was around the time that, I finally started playing shows myself and uh, like, you know, getting good at singing and playing guitar at the same time. I bought a little PA system. So I was doing that on the side. Didn't really go to like conditioning or anything like that for like probably the first couple months, like through like, I guess, fall and winter of baseball, like conditioning. And then the coach like tracked me down. He's like, yo, like, why aren't you showing up? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, you got to come today. You're not going to make the team in the spring. So I went and uh, they passed out these fundraiser things uh i think it was like to sell candles or something and i just looked at the coach they were picking hitting teams too i think i got picked last and i was pretty good like there's a lot of people that knew who i was i just hadn't been you know at like i said all the uh conditioning um yeah uh, stuff like going on beforehand and 
they picked me like last and I just kind of was like, man, I don't have to be here and I don't really want to be here. So that's when I quit baseball and then just stuck with music. But uh, country music was kind of the reason I got back into music. Like growing up, I loved like rock and roll. I was a big Nickelback fan. Like my dad always had the uh, album All the Right Reasons playing in the truck. And I had like Rockstar on it and Saving Me and like all these <laughs> really, really, you know, great like Nickelback classic songs in my opinion. And uh, that was when I wanted to like buy an electric guitar. And um, they got me one. I think I was like eight or nine. But the problem was I feel like I just didn't really have the patience to like pick mm -hmm. it up and, you know, go with the pace that my guitar teacher was teaching me at. So I kind of quit for the time being. Went back to just sports and everything like that. And then I think middle school was when I started meeting new people from because it was like three schools all coming together, you know, into one. And I met all these new people, hanging out with all these new people, and they were playing country music a lot and exposed me to a lot more of it. And I always heard it on the radio, but around that time, like 2011, 2012, Florida Georgia Line was coming out. You know, there was a lot of cool different stuff coming out at that time that really, really grabbed my ear. Um, so I jumped into that, wanted to pick up an acoustic guitar and just start learning and teaching myself. So that's what I did. You taught yourself how to play guitar? Yeah, like through like YouTube videos and yeah. stuff. That's, that's what, what we, we both did. did, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just, I like it better that way. And you can learn what you want and like you can go at your own pace and mm -hmm. like. And it's free. I used to get free. so mad at myself trying to learn how to play guitar when I messed up. It took everything in me not to smash my guitar in the I road. smashed one of my guitars. <laughs> I don't think I've ever got to smash a guitar, unfortunately. I wanted to do it one time. But there was this festival up in, uh, I think, Coleman, Alabama. It's called Rock the South. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we started off the show. We you, pl played, you played there? Yeah. We played there, I think it was... Um, 2018 like summer probably june or july whenever they do it um it was thomas rett brett young upchurch was there that day and then us i think it was cool and we were second on the main stage it was one of the first times i played a main stage at a festival hmm. and we opened it up the show with a cover of uh all summer long by kid rock and um <coughs> it was perfect obviously for alabama but I wanted yeah. to take one of like those. We had all these like guitars that I would bring out for merch, and if you bought one, you get to come back, and I would do like a you know private little acoustic hang and just chill and you know meet people. It was really really cool. We did it every night, um, but we had a couple of them like in the trailer, and I was like, man, I just want to take one of them up there at the end of this Kid Rock song, <laughs> and just smash it like right at the start. But I don't think I, I don't, yeah, I didn't do it, but it would have been pretty cool. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, but. No, yeah, learning guitar, the, the hardest thing for me, back to that, was uh, learning to sing and play at the same time. Yeah. Like the rhythm. Yeah, the rhythm. Quit like saying what I say. <laughs> <laughs> like strumming and singing at the same time was just impossible for a minute. But once I finally got it down, it worked out. Dude, it was always like whenever I was trying to first learn how to play and try to sing, like I'm not good at singing, but trying to play and sing at the same time, I was like, it was like trying to learn how to freaking walk all over again. A hundred percent. Yeah. It was like a baby yeah. giraffe. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. That's like another thing like with me, like I've messed around with playing a couple different instruments and like drumming, I can play like two beats, but like once, once my foot has to be like 
not in sync with my hand, it just, it, it, I kind of get lost. It's really mm -hmm. hard. Like those like beats that just aren't syncopated together. Like I can't, I can't, I don't stand a chance. I just don't have that type of rhythm, I guess. But luckily I figured out how to play the guitar. I wanted to just play, you know, around the campfire and impress the girls at the time too. So Facts. yeah, that was, that was kind of the, the best part about it. You know, it worked out for a minute. Now I don't think they're impressed anymore. <laughs> nah. So like a little bit of a background story. I'm like, so what was that? The, what's the, the 16th, 17th, five days ago, four years ago, five days ago, I was at a concert of Dylan's in, uh, Vegas. Like, yeah. In Vegas mm -hmm. at Stoney's and very cool venue. The last podcast I did actually was at Stoney's. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So we were at, I was out there in the stands well, in the crowd of like a bunch of fangirls in Caden. <laughs> so, and I'm out there and I was like, this girl messaged me. She said, Hey, Dylan Snyder's having a concert. And I'm like, I don't know who the heck that is, but like, bet I'm coming. <laughs> so then I get over there and I'm like, dude, this dude's freaking good. So that was like my first ever, like, I had like a fangirl moment of Dylan Snyder four almost four years ago. I love how you're so honest about it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was like four <laughs> years ago. And I started like listening to all his music. I think I know his songs better than he does now. I think you do too. I mess him up all the time. I always I need your help like half the time, I feel like, <laughs> when we've been doing these covers. I mean, that's one of the things I miss is like we, I haven't toured really in, in a while. We did like three shows like a month ago, but it's been so like on and off since like I would say 2020. Like, yeah. It's like here and there we'll play like a weekend or, you know, two weekends back to back and then it'll be like two months. We haven't done anything. We're, we're looking to hopefully get on some tours. Uh, coming up here soon, like in the fall, maybe even at the tail end of summer. We've got a couple of festival shows coming up in uh, like June and July, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. But that's that's one of the hard things about it is like when I haven't played these shows for so long. I mean, I've been putting music out for five years. So like if I haven't played one of these songs in a little while, I kind of got to refresh myself. And Grew Up Slower, you said, is one of your favorite ones. Yeah. I was having a tough time with that on the uh, Instagram live the other night. I couldn't remember how the second verse went, but I figured it yeah, out. Yeah, I love that song. But it's just crazy to think that, like, a little over four years ago was the first time I ever saw Dylan play. And that was, like, my – that was – whenever I saw how many people, like, loved this dude at this concert, I was like, I want to live a life like this. Like, that's what I want in my life. Yeah. And now cool. here we are, all of us, four years down the road, me, Blake, and Dylan sitting here just BSing around a couple microphones. Chilling. The boys. It's fun. And it's wild how it all like comes full circle like that. It is. Because like, even after I feel like kind of the break that I've taken, or I've taken, like I'm excited to get going again and just like, oh yeah, you know, full force and in uh, the tour life and obviously the content creating life and everything like that. Uh, it's it's an exciting time to, to be revamping it, which I, I'm really excited about too, because it's a whole different world. Um, being obviously a 22 year old and having this much experience through Nashville and through like, you know, writing songs and everything like that. Like the fact that I, I, I always thought like I would be getting to Nashville around this time of my life. And the yeah. fact that I've already had that much, you know, and gone through that much, I, I'm really thankful for it. So I, I, I'm, I'm not at all, you know, upset that I took a couple of years off or anything. I just think it's like the perfect time to come back and, you know, show the world the best music I've been writing and, 
I guess, you know, the best shows to come and best tours, everything like that. I'm just excited to get back out there. Heck yeah, bro. All right, y'all. So we're going to hop into this next <laughs> section. Uh, I really don't even know what this is even freaking called. We're just going to do a little, like, would you rather game between the boys. So, uh, Dylan, would you rather walk 100 miles barefoot on blacktop, burning your souls, or would you rather walk across oh seashells, bro, for like you know probably probably hundred mile? Um, I mean, I feel like I've done the uh, hot cement or walking across that all weekend out by the <laughs> pool, so I'm gonna take that for sure, <laughs> dude. No seashells, man. Nah, nah, that ain't it. That would be that'd be brutal. All right. Both of you have to answer this one. Okay. Would you rather eat a dog turd wrapped in bacon? I ain't eating no dog turd. You say this all the time. <laughs> I ain't would you rather eat a dog turd wrapped in bacon? Or would you rather have to swallow a water bottle full of tar in one bite? What? You can't swallow. <laughs> yeah, a, how you you can can't do that? bite a swallow. Well, that's your only options. Um, well, I guess the one the one of them's like kind of impossible. So I guess we gotta just take the. Uh, I mean, I'm not eating a dog turd either. But <laughs> I don't really see like the other anything is good wrapped in bacon. No, not a dog turd. Man. You wrap a dog turd in bacon, delish. You're making me sick right now. I That's, want you to do it. That's I will. No, if you won't. How much money would it take yeah, you right. to do it? Yeah, yeah, you would not do it. I would do it for like thousand bucks. I'd do it for a thousand bucks. What? No shot. I would. Not a thousand dollars wrapped in bacon. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you actually do it on video. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to. I go would. With you. I'm gonna have to go off like. I don't think you'd do it. I would. No. I'm gonna have to go with like stubbing my toe. You're full of. That it. wasn't an option. And, like smashing my head in the oven. <laughs> that ain't an option. <laughs> I'm gonna do tar because I ain't. I ain't <laughs> doing Imagine no dog turd. All of that. I don't care. Right I'm there. not gonna get sick from eating a turd. One bite. Full of tar. Just. You yeah, drink the tar. That's what you're saying. No, the whole water bottle, but the plastic's gonna dissolve. That doesn't make huge. And this, I don't, need, yeah, I don't understand. It's gonna be like this, like whenever the movies, like whenever you get full and they're like smashing the food to fit it in. That's how it's like. Oh, I know what you're saying. All one bite, just like oh. a like so like Shaggy like and Scooby. Yeah, like they just throw the whole sandwich down their mouth. Boom. You need like tar in your stomach. That'll probably that kill you. Either one could potentially kill you. Like what? It, what if the dog is sick, you know? What if it has, like, some disease? Well, it's wrapped in bacon. At least it's going to be good. I'm eating tar. I'm not eating a turd. I ain't doing this. Is the tar hot? What does that matter? What if the dog turns hot? <laughs> Ew. That's gross, dog. No. Oh, man. No. Okay. It's all bad. Uh, Dylan, you got one? <sighs> this is so on the spot. Um, I don't know. Let me think of, like, an actual... Like a reasonable one. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be the one Caden gives us one that's not reasonable. Alright, um Would you rather have two less toes or two extra thumbs? That's see, this is a good one. I, I was trying to think of something like that. Two less toes or, or two more thumbs. Two more thumbs. Yeah. Might as well. That's a I'm a I'd be a beast. I can really basketball. Which toes? Can we not? Oh, dude, I'm thinking like big toe, pinky toe, gone. 
You need your big toe to walk, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you like, need one of them. It's kind of like balance, cats with whiskers. I think. So I'm taking the thumbs. I mean, they'd kind of be cool. Yeah. yeah I think it'd be I mean, all right. Like two extra on each hand? Or one each? Extra. One each. Yeah. One each. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. One more extra thumb right there. Boom. Son, <laughs> I'm an like NFL raccoon. <laughs> I'm an NFL catching machine. Throw it wherever you want. <laughs> Got them all. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't really miss. Boom. Sure. There's another one. Yeah, it's like a damn glove. Yeah, it's all day. That'd be pretty cool. I'm down for that. Um, all right. Would you rather have no arms or have no legs? Dang. Honestly, probably no legs. Where's the legs cut off at? Like, no legs. Like, the, above the thigh. Like, you have no thigh, no knees, nothing. Actually, you know what? No, I like I think I'd rather have, I'd no, rather arms. have no arms. Really? I'd rather have no arms. No way. Yeah. Reasons. <clears throat> well, one, that's just literally, like, the most best transport you're gonna have is your legs and i'm not gonna learn how to walk on my hands and <laughs> i mean just file not point. going to yeah no i'm not i won't do that <laughs> i wouldn't have the balance and then like and i'll honestly like i would just like save up a lot of money and get robot arms that's true yeah i mean i'm i don't know like i'm probably gonna say let no legs because then I, you can't play guitar without your arms. You can't play video games without your arms. You need all your fingers to play any instrument. So, I mean, I think at the end, I'm a big video gamer too. Like, I guess you could. There are people that surprisingly play video games like without having I see arms. people doing it with their feet. Yeah, they're in their mouth too. Like, there's one dude that has like a whole setup. I was watching his like video. Like, he uses his like chin and stuff to play. It's crazy. All right, I got a good one for you. Last one. All right. Would you rather, ready for this, would you rather have to go eight hours with a skunk sitting on your face and spraying? Eight hours. Or would you rather 15 elephants surrounded you, exposed, just explosion? All over you. Elephants all day. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the elephants for sure. But you can't wash it off for 24 hours. No, see, that's <laughs> you can't, crap. Yeah, you can't keep No, that's freaking elephant You're like crap. that third grader that keeps changing the rules and Exactly. exactly. That's <laughs> you a already said example. the question, and we answered. Then he says, oh, no, but then you can't do this. Yeah, I ain't doing no he skunk He just wants crap, us dog. to pick the worst thing. Like he's I know. Talk us out I ain't doing no skunk, dude. I've been sprayed by them things. and Ew. Dude, they I suck. Mean. You never I, been sprayed by a skunk? I had one try, and I you ain't no country it. boy then. <clears throat> no, you ain't no true country boy if you ain't never been sprayed by a skunk. That's because I'm smart. No, there's a difference being You're a elusive. true country boy and a dumb country boy. <clears throat> Wrong. <laughs> no, I've been. I walked to a tree stand a lot of times, and there's always been a skunk somewhere in the mix of it. Oh, I'll stick them. The, yeah, and then you're gonna get. No. Everything's going to be sprayed. And you're going to get got. I don't mean throw a stick at them. I mean stick them with an arrow. They're going to. That's like if a Something dog if happen. a dog passes away, all its bowels move. So whenever you shoot a skunk, all of its bowels are going to move, even its stink sack. So yeah. it's still going to spray. <coughs> it might not get on Wrong. you. but No, that's definitely right. I've There's never no seen it happen. They just dribble. 
but they don't freaking. It's still the stench, dog. It's the same thing coming out. What if you shoot it and you hit its stink sack? And then it well, I mean, oh, they've sprayed yeah. around me, and I smell it, but I've never been sprayed oh, myself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. That that there sucks. You've been actually sprayed? Yeah, I've been sprayed. Does it actually I like, him in a live trap, dude. Forever. I was trying to catch yep. a raccoon for the raccoon Don't you have to use, like, tomato juice or something to get it off? Or, like, how do you dude, use it's just like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even use that. Smell like butt. I could not. I threw my clothes away. Did right. it, like, infect your skin? Like. Oh. No, it smelled for, like, three days, for sure. I had to throw away my pants and everything, dude. It was, I wasn't even going to Were they try. nice pants? They was work pants. It was all right. Actually, they were camo pants. Oh, pants. Anyway, all right. So let's move into this next section called area affirmations. And this is where we ask questions on our Instagram stories. And you guys kind of ask, you know, some life, some life questions. So we got one up right now. And this says, what is something that you felt that has really held you back in life? And how do you or and how did you deal with it? I think the biggest thing that held me back in life was just like me not shooting my shot because I've always been that guy that like kind of was like sit back and chill and not really have a actually I think I worried way too much about what people had thought of me back in like high school and then now I really could care less what anyone has to think because I know what my true mission is in life now and back then I didn't so I don't really know how to necessarily answer that with how do I how do I deal with it. I can tell you how you deal with it. You look at him say, "Mind you, flipping own." Yeah, more so. I mean, really, in all honesty, like you're there's no one you need to be pleasing other than God and yourself because yeah. no one else. Honestly, it don't matter what anyone else has to think. Yeah, that's what I got for that. I feel that. I feel that that's very true, too. I guess in a similar sense, like, that's something I feel like I've struggled with myself, too, is just not always, you know, speaking up when I should have or, like, not doing, being afraid to, you know, do things that I know I should probably do and then, you know, like, they'd have good outcomes. Just kind of holding back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I feel like just over the past few years, I've learned to, you know, go out on a limb a little bit more for sure. So it's just bad. I mean, it's a process, but yeah, going out on a limb, not being afraid to take chances. Yeah. I would say mine was always feeling like I was not good. Kind of like a comparison thing. Like I was never going to be good enough and I was afraid to do it. And then I just kind of, Ended up realizing, like, I don't really care if I'm good enough or not. I'm just going to do it the best I can and have fun with it and let it flow. Yeah, the worrying doesn't help at all. I mean, that just makes things harder, I feel like. No yeah. sense in unnecessary stress. Yeah. For sure. Just go with the flow, man. Feel good about yourself. Try to be happy. And it'll all work itself out in the end, I think. Yeah, bro. I like that. <clears throat> Uh, this next question, we have a couple of them. This question says, how do you fit in with the crowd but also stand out? And that question's kind of like something you shouldn't think about. 
because it doesn't matter where you fit in at. In all honesty, you're people are gonna love you for who you are. Like your true friends are gonna love you for who you are, and no matter what you do, and you being yourself is what's gonna make you stand out. But you want to do that in a very positive way. I mean, mm. we all stick out pretty well, but like it's not like a negative thing like where they're looking down on us. I mean, yeah, they, well, there's a lot of people that think that, I guess. Yeah. But we're not doing it to like, <clears throat> we don't try to stand out, if that makes sense. We're out here just chilling, having a good vibe and time, and we spread, you know, the word of God and just like let everyone know that like it's okay to deal with like depression and anxiety and it's okay to feel alone sometimes. And like, I think that's what, whenever you're out there trying to help somebody, I think that's really what makes you stand out in a positive form. 100%. Yeah. And like what you're saying, like obviously we go places and we are in situations where we stand out a lot. But like I think one of the coolest things is when people have the opportunity to like actually interact with us. Mm-hmm. And I know I've had this similar situation, you know, with people I look up to or people that, you know, are famous. Like some people might, they're judging a book. The, the worst thing people can do is judge a book by its cover. You know what I mean? And I've had the opportunity to really kind of impress people and and make people like be like wow you're actually like a really cool person you know Mm -hmm. what i mean that's something that i really enjoy doing is just actually being myself with everyone i meet and them having a genuine real experience yeah bro yeah that's like i mean i'd say to that like don't fit in with the crowd don't try to fit in with the crowd because if you see you yeah if you're trying to fit into four different crowds those crowds are all going to be different and it's going to throw you for a loop and turn you just wild Mm -hmm. so be you and find the crowd that you fit in with don't try to fit in with the crowd be you and people are going to like you for who you are yeah you will naturally and you'll find your friends the right crowd and find the right people around you i said on this podcast um a few episodes ago but the moment that you try to act some or the moment that you try to act like somebody else is the moment that you are going to fail yeah I fully and, agree with that. And people always get that kind of mixed up with like what I what I mean. But like like you said, you're trying to fit into four different crowds. And if you're trying to like be this, you know, um jock guy with the party crowd along with, you know, let's say you're with the church crowd, but along with the nerd crowd, you're gonna be all kind of that's the kind of a bad judgmental group, but it's the same concept of like you getting confused in like what you are. Yeah. You need to know yeah. who you are. Well, yeah. and the right people that you should be around will probably recognize that you're not being genuine to yourself. And mm-hmm. then you'll ultimately, you could potentially lose the people that you, you know, you should have stuck around with, the people you, you should be with. So that's why you should just always be true to yourself. And like you said, you'll naturally attract the, the, the right people. I yeah. I mean, be a light dog and go out and don't be afraid to like, Go around crowds, but don't try to change who you are to fit into them. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Last last question. This one's pretty good. If you could change one thing in your life or your future, what would it be? Dylan, you can take that away. Man. Um, one thing in my life or my future. I got a good I one. guess, I mean, I wouldn't change anything 
any part of my life. I mean, everything that's happened so far has led me to where I am and is going to lead me to where I go. I guess the future thing is what I'm the most concerned about is being present now and making the best decisions I can from here on out to ensure that everything I want comes my way. Yeah. Because the lazier I am, the lazier anybody is, the worst it's ultimately going to be down the road. So if I could change anything in my future, I obviously don't know what's coming and I can't, but I can do what I can do right now to ensure that, you know, everything I want comes my way, like I said. And there's a lot on my plate that I'm excited to get, you know, after. So hopefully I stick with it right now. Yeah. My future will be what ultimately it is, but, you know, you are in control of, your own fate in a sense you know what i mean like as long as you um i guess do the best you can do you Mm -hmm. can't really be upset with the outcome in the end yeah i think i don't really kind of like you said that like everything's kind of been set in play like it is god set everything in your path for what he's you know created you to do and theoretically if i was was to change anything I think the only thing I would ever change is, um, man, I don't know, probably just not being a jerk in in grade school. But like, <laughs> then yeah. again, like that's like little if things. If it wasn't if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even have the the drive to even want to be a motivational speaker. Yeah, you know, like I wouldn't have had that. So I don't even know how to answer that because, like you said, everything that has happened in your life has shaped you to where you are and yeah. where your future is going to lead. So, well, yeah, and it's like I'm. I don't really have a problem with the person I am or where I am or what's happened. So, I guess I don't ultimately have. But even people that you know are going through <laughs> tough times, I feel like they got to do that, you know, and and deal with it to to figure out how to you know come back from it. Yeah, I think my futuristic one, instead of in my past, because I don't really take anything back because it's all set in stone. But like my, my future, I pray for like straight straight guidance to like success with bringing people out of the darkness. I think that's like my biggest goal out of the whole Tratter House thing is just like to start speaking, dude. Like I'm itching hard to start speaking right now. Like real bad. So I think that'd be my the future thing I could change is like I want to change, I want to change lives. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, my everything that's led me to this point, like everything has happened to lead me to this point of sitting here right now talking about this. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I did a bunch of stuff that I hate that I did, and made a lot of stupid mistakes. But you gotta learn from mistakes. Yeah, it's not like. I mean, I didn't die, so I'm still breathing, and it's led me to the point where now I can, like, tell a story. Like, I have a story to tell people now. Mm -hmm. Um, But for my future, like, honestly, I would, like, and I'm not going to, but if I could really change something for my future, is like, I'm honestly scared of, like, having a family with social media. Yeah. Like, I'm afraid of, like, social media and cameras being on my kids, so... If I could change something about my future, it'd probably be disappear from the face of the internet forever and just raise my family. I feel that 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's a very, very... It's a very valid point. 
because it's obviously social media is is crazy these days yeah it's, it's scary not something i would want no i'm scared uh, to like you know people exposed to too early or you know in the wrong way yeah for sure but no i guess like i feel like everything for all three of us luckily we're all blessed to say i think we're all pretty happy with who we are and where yeah. we are today so yeah i guess to answer that we're all just looking forward to our futures yeah we'll see and what happens we got to do what we got to do to make them the best we can make them yep. that's yeah. what all you got to do out there too yep. all right y'all well that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode of Tratter talk with uh kaden blake and dylan so i just want to thank y'all again for tuning in for another episode of Tratter talk uh, i want to thank ariet once again for helping us out with this podcast uh don't forget to follow dylan on his socials probably just put your socials in the link maybe I yeah It'll be cool. It'll be it's Dylan Schneider. Yeah, Dylan yeah. Schneider music Instagram, Dylan Schneider on TikTok. Yeah, but don't forget to rate and review this podcast on Apple Music. Um, it really helps us out, pump out the views for everyone else that needs to hear what we have to say. But uh, thanks again, and don't forget smile every day. Know your worth. See y'all.